are. We're back in it. We're YouTubed. There's no pick in the nose. You have to wear pants. Okay? Says who? Says. says actually, who? Say, that's right. <laughs> says who is, is a great point. Well, I'm just thinking right now, I definitely don't have pants. <laughs> now, now you tell me. If I had a nickel for every time, I didn't have pants on when I'm on the YouTube channel. But we're back. Can I do this real quick? Can I, can I do this real quick? I do want to say this. I've already publicly announced it on Twitter. Uh, we, we already kind of had the big rollout. But there's big news for the Lincoln basketball community coming this October. My brother and I are opening a shoot 360. Oh. You see that thing right there? Coming this October, my brother and I are opening a shoot 360. It's the world's most advanced basketball training facility, and it's coming right here to our hometown of Lincoln, Nebraska. Shoot 360, it's a national franchise that's taken the basketball skill development world by storm. It's rapidly grown to over 40 locations across the country. 26 NBA facilities use this technology. Trey Young is an investor. Uh, I mean, there, there's a lot of big people involved with this. But the beauty of it is you hear NBA, you hear Trey Young. It kind of there's a it meets you where you're at with your skill development process. So if you're a young player, a third, a fourth, oh, yeah. a fifth grader, or you're you know Bo Rude in his in his prime, the shoot 360 approach I, can get you really covered. Excited okay? to see how many oh. people, how many uh, like I think kids are gonna go crazy. Oh yeah, that's of obvious. Yeah, how many people like our age and older though will like will want to go in there and just like yeah. almost make a league out of it? Like because it, yes. it's competition. Like that yes. was the I had not seen the video till you sent those videos, and like it's pretty, oh pretty yeah, sweet. Just how you can go in there and just, just the let shooting it leagues play. are great, and yeah. there's no doubt. Like, and it's a good workout. You know, yeah. you really get in there and do your thing. You're gonna get a good sweat. But uh, but I just want to mention that uh, again, the shoot 360 approach to the skill development process. It's gonna blow your mind. It's gonna improve your game. It's gonna bring a smile to your face. We're gonna be rolling out more information as we approach our grand opening in mid October. But go to shoot360.com backslash Lincoln. There's a ton of information there. Follow all of our social channels as well. Just look at shoot360 Lincoln Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. And we are fired up. But so you're gonna be seeing a lot of shoot360. Yeah, you gotta okay. wrap it. You gotta, you gotta wrap, wrap it. it. Do I need to get Bo Rude to shoot 360? You know I'd wear it. So. I need to be like, Gar is it Garth that was... I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking like, all everybody cares about is money. Sell it like, out. Sell you know, it he's out. got like Pepsi stuff all over the place. That's going to be... That's... Uh, Nick, all this talk's giving me a headache. <laughs> oh, take, take two of these. Yeah. <laughs> Little. Yellow. What a, different. What a, what a scene. <laughs> um, all right. We're taping this. And is we're doing it, video back on video. Back on video, Coming but it YouTube. is it is we are. Do you realize one week from today? So we're taping this. It's August twenty fourth. Oh, it's, it's Thursday. Thursday too. One yeah. week out from the Matt Rule era kicking off. I I'm officially excited. Oh, I've yeah. kind of put the blinders on the off season. I just said let's just well let's just need some time, and now I'm ready. I'm and, officially and ready. I've tried hard to not, you know, you're kind of. It was a big day if you know you're gonna day drink all day you're like don't get too hammered before <laughs> one o'clock in the afternoon like you know that i've, I've felt like that has been my approach for you know chugging the roulade but it's been hard not to especially with like their hard knock series they've they've had on yeah. youtube um he's an impressive dude i actually was thinking about you like you specifically because you love people that really can message like yep. really can know how to convey you know like elite level messaging 
and that guy's as good as you'll, you'll maybe you'll ever see. I mean, he's really that good at just talking off the cuff. I know. And so I was like, oh yeah, Nick, Nick for sure is is all in right now on rule. But it it is hard to be skeptical when somebody is constantly saying the right thing all the time. I just don't really think. Again, we've been over this. Like other than a few of his staff hires, the guy's kind of not missed to me. And he's even doing the hard things like, you know, he was and this is one of the things he mentioned is like, you know, we're trying to build a culture for the long run. And that means that like some guys are getting suspended that maybe wouldn't normally get suspended over certain type of things. Right. And like, you know, Miles Farmer's gone, you know, got suspended like they suspended Anthony Grant. Like those are those are big players for you that that's a t- those are tough moves to make. But I respect it. I respect having like having a standard and holding people to it. Well, and one of the early videos he sent to was talking about how, like, if you're not like his whole, he said something to the effect of like, if you think I'm going to get to game day and switch up, like if you're not bringing it and you're not part of the brotherhood, like kind of basically to decipher what he's saying is like, I don't give a shit who you are and how good you are. If you're not doing the things process wise that i demand yeah come game day you're not playing yeah you know and that's i, I believe him when he says it i just feel like man that guy is he's been impressive he's been, he's impressive. been impressive but but we'll you know, see they gotta play the game they gotta play football they've gotta play against potentially guys as talented or more talented than they are no that's question. the part that gets like you just can't know the off-season stuff always happens how it happens but like the the real game is just so much different. And well, when the lights are on and you're playing against big boys in the Big Ten, like it's just different. So we're about to do a game by game prediction. But to to your point, before we spring our springboard our way into this, I just don't know how good is this offensive line. I don't know how good is this defensive line. I don't know how good is this quarterback Jeff Sims. I don't really know. And when you don't really know the answer to those three questions, yeah. Like there's a version where you could paint a picture of like Sims is 6'4", 225. He can run. He's improved his accuracy. He changes scenery, yeah. do him right. He's going to be good. O-line, they're older. They do got some, you know, recruiting ranking wise. They have some talent. D-line, da-da-da-da. Tony White, the three three five might be good. Like whatever. There, you could build a case where all three are like good, but you just don't know. Yeah. So it's hard. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Game by game, Bo Root has led the nation. Oh. If let, let's let me pull up the running oh, tally from the last God. five years. Nick. Bo's predictions have been 29 and 0, 38 and 0, 58 and 0. You oh, have I, been. You've I, been I got bad. some friends that have <laughs> around the state because you know where I work. I work. Yes. I got some people that are are waiting, like jokingly waiting for my eight win to see your, my yeah. eight my eight win prediction. So. I have a number that I'm trying to get to, but I, I'm trying not to just have the number. I'm trying to be honest about it, like I always do, right? I, I go with my gut. But if I go over six or seven wins, somebody needs to come in this room and uh, well, and just give me a slap. But it, but it is hard to do that real quick, to to reverse, to start at a number yes. and then try to like get to that. That's hard to do. Because I will say, yeah. I started at a number and I ended over that number that, and, and that's what I usually end. So I try not to reverse engineer it, but my past history is telling me maybe I should. Okay. Well, <laughs> you shouldn't. I want you to go game by game and just, just here we it. go. Let's that's just go. That's the way get, we usually, we try yes. not to be like, let's just try to do it. 
Okay, so here we go. Game number one, Minnesota, August 31st, Big Fox. Game number one. I mean, it's a hard scenario. We've been over this. We've talked a lot about this game. We've put a lot of pressure and emphasis on this game. Uh, and the reality is, if you think about it, when's the last time Nebraska played well in their first game? Like, even, I mean, you could honestly, I'm not so sure their best first game performance of the last five, six years isn't the Colorado game. The loss to Colorado. Because, like, South Alabama, they kind of played terrible. The, the Ohio State in the COVID year was, I mean, it was Ohio State. Yeah. Uh, Wasn't it like a Cam Taylor Britt pick six that, like, kind of got us through that like but that was a bad the South game. Alabama yeah. game was a bad game was and there was, I remember we, we, there was some, Martinez looked a little off there was just something about that game you're like well, this is kind of this didn't look quite right yeah Ohio State was that was brutal as COVID I mean we actually looked the first, first half looked okay. yeah we looked okay we were it was overmatched but I mean Illinois and Northwestern are so seared into our brain that like that is more what I am picturing here. So, and that's the, yeah. that's the hard part about it because it is challenging when you consider that, and then all the new. You got a brand new head coach, a brand new OC, a brand new offensive system, a brand new unique defensive system with a new DC, a new quarterback. That's a lot of new to take to Minneapolis against a program in PJ Fleck that he's in year seven. They got things established. They're by no means a juggernaut. They did lose their all-time leading rusher in Mohamed Ibrahim. Their quarterback situation is just okay. Uh, but I mean, if you excluding the COVID year where Minnesota got hit hard by COVID yeah. in 2019, they went 11 and two 2021, they went nine and four. And then 2022 Minnesota last year went nine and four and beat Syracuse in the pinstripe bowl. So like they've had some success. Uh, I thought it was interesting listening to Barrett talk about Minnesota and the first thing he brought up was that Minnesota has by far the biggest offensive line they're, in the league. They're trees. They're they're northern trees. They're northern Minnesotan, <laughs> just like huge. So he didn't. Say, it's not the best like offensive PJ, line. PJ Fleck has like like what's your recruiting like uh, prototype, and he's just like he gets a picture of Paul Bunyan. It's like, <laughs> I want that. I want yeah, this. I want, I want this guy. What a California redwood at left tackle, Paul the, Bunyan. I mean, seriously. But they do. They're all three thirty, six eight, three thirty. Huge. I mean, they're, they're, huge. they're tall. Like they are tall, big guys, which makes that. That, which will be an interesting test for the three three five right out yeah. right away. Um, also, Barrett brought this up on a lot of different teams, but with Minnesota, he also brought up how important it is if you get a lead on Minnesota. Yeah. They're not their offense isn't necessarily built to play down fourteen, down seventeen, down thirteen. Um, I don't know, man. This is just a game that to me has too many things working against Nebraska. I may be wrong, but. This is already, I might, people are going to log out of the, the YouTube and the, and the pod immediately. I think there's a better chance Nebraska gets beat by two touchdowns than wins this game. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Okay. So th this is one where I'm trying to learn my lessons. I'm trying. <laughs> Everything inside me <laughs> wants to take us in this game. Okay. I really do. I just, I just have this, I just can't say oh, we can't. If we play well, we can't beat Minnesota. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to learn. And if you look at a PJ Fleck team, they don't always have a great start to the season necessarily. But they are True. well coached. They can run the ball. They hold the clock. 
huge line versus a, a new defense. Not that we're small because we have Hutmasher and Gunnarsson, but this three three five, it's it's sort of a movement. It's new. I just think you add it up. The likelihood is we're going to lose this game, and, and it's Todd probably a bad bet to take us over them. So this is as much as I don't like to do this. I, I'm going to take probably bet on Minnesota for this. I, I'm going to. I'm going to. So we both have a loss. Oh, hurts. don't like it. It hurts. It really, really hurts. Game number two at Colorado. I'm holding a game ball from a certain someone, oh, Bo Rude. Yeah, thirty to three, two thousand five, Bo Rude. What was your stat line in this game? Do you remember what you had? No, I don't you don't remember what you, but you you got the game ball. Got the game. Got the ball. game ball right yeah. here. So we're trying to bring some of that mojo back out. So the one thing I don't know if if the younger fans understand is sort of the the, the true rivalry. Like yes. their fans are. I I don't know if the right word is the worst because I give them respect. <laughs> I I, I want to give them respect for like yeah. being passionate. Yeah, but they really dislike us, and they were they were very hostile. Uh, like when they beat us in 02, they were like, no, the old ones with Crouch's mm-hmm. senior year, the, the, they were like trying to go after fight family members of players in the stands. Um, you know, there's the whole, the, you know, they, you're not allowed to wear red in the, in their stadium and their, in their, you know, all year long yep. as for the players. Uh, I mean, that's how much they historically have hated Nebraska, um, but that, that game, um, their fans were so obnoxious. Their student sections were throwing things cause they were getting their butts kicked and they kicked, they kicked out That's the student right. section. That is they right. had to stop the game for 20 minutes and they kicked out the whole student section. So I hope people understand that. I don't know if that same like passion is there and the same hatred for Nebraska is there, but oof, man, I would say if you're going to go to that game, just be aware, like bring brass knuckles. Yeah, it's, it's legitimately. <laughs> no, that's how it was well, in well, the you, '90s and early 2000s. That was Colorado, and I don't know if people understand the degree of of how right. Like, man, you didn't want to go there because they were just like they were just jerks. Well, and I mean, there was there's the anecdotes of like there were some people that you would switch out your license plate when you got to Boulder. Because if you parked and had a Nebraska license plate, your your yeah. tires would get slashed. They would throw urine bombs. They yeah, would th- yeah, you know, yeah. you know. So yeah, it, there's no question about it. And on top of all that, this is the Deion Sanders home opener. They play at yeah. TCU in the first game, so this will be the Deion Sanders Coach Prime home opener. So I say that to say whatever is whatever is inside of Colorado football's fan base, the yeah. stadium, all that stuff. It's gonna be it's gonna be pretty rowdy oh, it helps that it's yeah, an yeah. it's a early kickoff so people won't be able to you know they'll have their kegs and eggs and all that stuff what's but like, so nuts though is it's it's a hippie town right? It, right it's it's a crunchy granola you know college town that has this weird dynamic where yet they still are like jerk they're kind of jerky <laughs> fans you know what i mean yeah I know, it is i it's, expect it's that out of certain places right. i don't expect that out of like crunchy colorado right and yet they are. I know. So it's a weird, it's a weird dynamic, but you're right. If they win, if somehow they beat TCU and somehow we beat Minnesota, oh man, you better you better 
be ready for some crazy. Well, Big Noon kickoff's going to be there. So, Platt, Gus Johnson, the whole pregame show is going to be there. Like, it's going to be a hell of an environment. I mean, imagine Dion really coming out in his cowboy hat, all that stuff. Like, the place is going to be juiced. Now, historically, Nebraska's kind of taken that stadium over at times. Yeah. So, it'll be interesting to see how much red is in there. But with with Colorado – they were 1-11 last year. They're scoring defense. They give up 44.5 points per game. Their offense was atrocious. They weren't even competitive in a lot of the games. They they lost, They brought in like 60 new players. It's hard to really get a sense of what they're going to look like. There's a reason Nebraska is favored by a touchdown. It's kind of moved around in early lines. Uh, I just don't think this team's, this Colorado team's going to be very good. So I'm going to pick Nebraska to win this game, but there's a lot of how that Minnesota game goes will impact this game to me a little bit. How the TCU game goes for Colorado will impact this game a little bit. Uh, I just think there's for all the moving parts and new for Nebraska, there's way more moving parts and new for Colorado. That was basically would be my point is like the amount of turnover is you just can't underestimate how hard that is to deal with yep. like when it's, when it's all new, there's no cohesion. There's no, I mean, we do have some veteran guys that like have been here for a handful of years that will set the tone. I mean, we got Ty Robinson, Reimer, Henrich, Newsom news. Yeah. We, yeah. we got those guys. I mean, in our old line, as much as we're kind of like, we don't know what they are. Some guys are three-year starters. Yeah. Like in the end, they've got reps. Mm-hmm. I, I always go with the old guy that, take the rep that's had the reps versus the new young hotshot that's you know high rated whatever because yeah. like he's never played he doesn't know the tricks of the trade yet and it, it is kind of exciting to really picture clock strike zero and prime has to shake matt rule's hands after nebraska oh, wins man. that's a that's just a it's an exciting it's exciting it's picture kind of a, kind of it's a little bit of a fresh meat win for us because we haven't had a marquee win in a long time. And this isn't a good team we're playing, but because of the hype of Prime and the hype of it's Colorado, It'll it, feel could, big. it could feel bigger than it actually probably is. And I think we can do it. I love it. Uh, so Thank win, you, win, yeah. one and one, going now to Matt Rule's home opener, Saturday, September 16th, Northern Illinois. It's a night game. It's on FS1. That's exciting. Uh, people have all day to tailgate. I'm sure it'll be a big recruiting weekend. Yeah. So Nebraska will will kick off the Matt Rule era hosting Northern Illinois. Um, I would assume that the atmosphere will be great in in that game. Northern Illinois, they went three and nine last year. They do return a senior starting quarterback, and they have six returning starters on both sides of the ball, including a lot in the trenches. Northern Illinois over they, the years is kind of played us tough. Like they've yeah, tough. they've kind of they been pretty good. But I think Nebraska wins this game. I don't think we need to elaborate. You got any hot take on Northern Illinois? Okay. Then following week, Saturday, September 23rd, Louisiana Tech comes to town. Nebraska will have four games. We'll have, you know, three games under their belt at this time. Louisiana Tech, they went three and nine last year, two and nine against FBS opponents. They lost by 20 points or more five times. Their head coach, Sonny Cumbie. He made his head coaching debut last year, so this is year two for a young coach. ESPN's FPI gives Nebraska an 84% chance of winning this game. If I'm not mistaken, I think that's the most that ESPN, the highest percentage Nebraska has to win the game, according to FPI. I think it's going to be the easiest game in Nebraska's schedule, so I think it's a win. That's a win. All right. So now Nebraska's 3-1, and one, according to us, yeah. getting ready to host 
Michigan. Okay. And of course, Jim Harbaugh will be his first game back off of this three-game suspension. So it's just like, it's always amazing how that just ends up working for Nebraska. Um, but I mean, if you, if for those that don't remember, just jog your memory, Michigan, 13 and one last year, won the Big Ten. They beat Ohio State 45 23 in Columbus. They returned 13 starters. They're going to be a preseason top five team. I think there's a lot of people that picked them to win a national championship. Uh, JJ McCarthy's back at quarterback. Blake Corum is back at running back. They they return a ton of their top defensive players on a unit that was the seventh best scoring defense in the country. I mean, this game is going to be a monster. I don't think we're ready for these. I don't think we're ready for them yet. <laughs> we're not. I don't. The Memorial State will be rocking, but it just doesn't matter. Like the way I look at it, like this: best roster Nebraska plays all year, yeah. Michigan. Best head coach Nebraska faces all year, Michigan. Like, I, I'm just worried we can't throw the ball right now. And if we can't throw the ball, this is the kind of team you can't just manufacture right offense i mean they're 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 good you know i mean like you yep. you can maybe do that against a worse defense jeff sims is gonna be able to run hopefully our line uh we can just line up and hand the ball off and 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 kind of go from there but gosh you know what until i see us have a legitimate passing threat um a team like michigan it just it just feels like a real stretch to even say like Oh, yeah. Well, we, I mean, we can take that one. Remember last year, I think our line in the recap pod of the game at Michigan was like they were playing with their food. Michigan was. It was like they they kind of just were mucking around. And that was Chuba played that whole game. Chuba was in the midst of his struggles. And yeah. it just was. I mean, that's what it could look like. So Michigan wins. Yeah. So Nebraska is then three and two right now, according to according to us. Friday night game at Illinois. October 6th. So last year, Nebraska lost to Illinois 26 to 9. But wasn't that the game? Remember, wasn't Nebraska was up 9 to 6? And I thought they had a bunch of momentum. Ramir Johnson dropped a wheel route. And then the next play, Casey Thompson got knocked out of the game. And then the whole game flipped. Oh, yeah. It went was... from it felt like Nebraska was going to like seize control of the game to all of a sudden. Casey Thompson's out, Chubba's in, Chubba's struggling, and the game just unraveled. I remember we talked about that moment. Now that, yes. now that you say it, like on our podcast, I think we went deep into that moment because you could feel it, it's not the the knockout play. It's always the play before that it's like the it's the that's the one that changes the momentum that causes the the big the next big play. It's always seems to work that way. Yeah. It's always like the self-inflicted error creates, attracts another attracts like them making yes. a play. Like right. they didn't just make a play. We sort of gave them this little nod, like now it's time. Now, <laughs> now right. you now you come well, smack my face. Right. right. Well, and I mean you found out just how this team looked without Casey Thompson too. Oh yeah. But, but if I'm not mistaken, I thought Nebraska scored to make it nine to six. Then Illinois, then Nebraska got a turnover. I think they fumbled or something. Yeah. And then they had a great play dialed up. Ramir drops the pass. Then Casey Thompson gets knocked out of the game. And it was, it was the route was on, but so many of those moments where Illinois ended up having a good year. They went eight and five. They lost to Mississippi state in a bowl game. They had the number one scoring defense in the country yeah. a year ago. 
you know I'm a Brett Bielema believer. Uh, I think he's pretty good. I wish they would have hired him when they hired Mike Riley. Yeah. Uh, but they lose their star defensive coordinator, Ryan Walters, who's at Purdue now, and they lost all of their good players on defense, Who one of which was a top – it might have been a top five pick. Yeah. Um, they lost their quarterback, DeVito. They lost their their running back as well. Um, they did bring in Jim Leonard as a defensive analyst, which I find interesting. Uh, I don't know. But his role is so – you're limited. Yeah. When you're the analyst. You're just limited. You're not the guy. What What's your – so this this is a tough one for me. I, I would say if if we're at home, I'm taking us. I'm struggling because we're we're on the road there. Um, losing their D coordinator is a big deal. Um, this is this one's hard for me. I, oh, you know what I'm gonna ah! do? You sound like Tony Romo. They're like, oh, I'm taking. Jim, I Nick, don't know. I'm gonna take us. Wow, I'm gonna take us. This would be a hell of a win. Mm-hmm. Here's where I'm at. I'm not wowed by Illinois, but this game just feels like short week after playing Michigan. It's the sixth straight game, bye week coming up. Nebraska's maybe a little worn down. Illinois has been physical over the years. It's on the road. I see a physical, low-scoring, grinder game that Illinois closes out late and nebraska loses so i'm gonna go you got win i got lost i'm gonna go win just because i gotta give the people what they want they know i'm the homer i gotta give this is my homer i gotta give a homer in okay there. that's fine that's that's fine and so, i don't like it because they're all I'm, it's on the road too i'd rather be a homer at home but uh, i'm gonna do it just because we need a little we need to be different a little diversity yeah. in our life yeah okay before we get into this next stretch here you could argue the next four games decide the season as much as we've talked about how that minnesota game's huge the first two games are huge really this four game stretch could tell the tale of the year on whether or not nebraska has a disappointing year whether they go bowling where you have four very winnable games yeah three of which are at home and you get a bye week to kind of launch your way into that four game stretch so this these four games Although there's not a sexy, exciting game in this four-game stretch, there's no Michigan, there's no Colorado or whatever, there's not Wisconsin or Iowa, this is the biggest four-game stretch of the season here. So it starts with Saturday, October 21st, Northwestern coming to town. Nebraska, again, coming off a bye week. To be fair, Northwestern's coming off a bye week too. Um, It is pretty amazing when you stop and go, okay, Northwestern, amazingly enough, Northwestern's only win last year was against Nebraska. Northwestern, they were they were they've been four and twenty in the last two years. So they are trending in the wrong direction. Then they lose Pat Fitzgerald. Yeah. They have all the hazing stuff. This feels like a game. I think Nebraska. I don't want to say they blow them out, but I think Nebraska wins pretty comfortably. I think we're going to win. Yeah, because I think the D coordinator is taking over for yep the new and he's but he's a new guy. So part of that was like political that they just wanted the person who has the least tenure tenure there is like not associated with them to take over. So I actually think that is, uh, that's just really coming off of that sort of situation. It's just so hard. It's, it's a hard school to recruit for anyway, because they're in trouble. They're in, it's going to be a hard, it's going to be a hard couple of years for them to to win games. They're in in trouble dog. I mean, any way you slice it, I'm taking us by the way, uh, real quick, 
what was it called paying rent for you give me if i, mean, I don't know if you, i should even say it <laughs> what what was the worst paying rent thing that you can tell the oh, the, the people I mean, knowing that i think I, I kindergarten think, classes across the united states of america are listening to this i think i'm gonna bite my tongue just because i don't i don't know what uh what's out there but I, I kind of also believe kind of a little bit of what, what goes on in the locker room stays Stay, in the locker room. Right. I mean, it's been long enough that I think you, most people can kind of joke about it, but uh, yeah, you I don't have to share if you don't want I, to, I'm just gonna let, let, right, we'll move uh, on. Maybe another day, maybe another day. Yeah, okay. Another maybe, day we'll maybe when you get, you get Bo drunk, he'll explain yeah. what paying rent was all about. Yeah, we're so not no, drinking that wine. Yeah. We'll be good. Yeah. So win, win Purdue. Um, first of all, you know, what's amazing pop quiz who won the big 10 West last year. Purdue isn't that like it blows your mind I have to remind myself yeah obviously last year was the game where Trey Palmer went complete nuclear just went nuclear it's one of my favorite games I know Nebraska lost I just was Trey like Palmer <laughs> top five Nick Baugh favorite players in Nebraska history have you seen him? he's balling out with the Bucks. have you seen it, that I just I saw a couple like I just a couple blurbs about it. he's balling out with the yeah. Bucks, but that game was uh I mean, Nebraska was damn close to winning that game. There's a with this game. There's a lot of reasons to like Nebraska on paper. Purdue loses Jeff Brom. He's going to Louisville. They have their. That's where the DC for Illinois went. He's the head coach now at Purdue. Coach Walters. He's a young, uh, first time being a head coach. There's going to be some growing pains. They lost their quarterback, who was a good player, and Aiden O'Connell. They bring in Graham Harrell as their offensive coordinator. They're going to run the air raid. I think the 3-3-5 for Tony White matches up fairly well against a team that wants to get their air raid game right. I like Nebraska in this game. I'm going to pick Nebraska to win this game. I do too, Nick. I'm going. I, I just, new coach. I, I he, He's a good coach too. He's a, he yeah. plays a nice little defensive scheme. Uh, I, I, I remember watching Illinois and be like, God, they just, they look a little different the way they do things. They had that deep safety. Uh, they play a little of that cover two actually and like, and nobody's doing it like that much in, in college. So I was, I was impressed with him. Um, but he is a first time head coach with a new team. Uh, it's going to take a few years. He had some really good defensive backs. Yes. So that's partly him, partly them. Um, I would say. I'm going to homer it one more time and I'll take another win here. Love it. I'm, I'm, I'm on it. I, uh, I will say to give Co Ryan Walters credit, like the number one scoring defense is the number one scoring defense. You can try to explain that away or whatever. I mean, they, they were good. A good he did a good job. You can't be last a bad year coach in, in, and have the number one scoring yeah. defense, but no. So I got win, 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 win there. Yeah. All right. At Michigan state. Michigan State's hard to size up. They've been up and down with Mel Tucker. They usually have talent. This is the game I have, like, I, I, I don't have a good pulse for this game. Here's what's hard about this game is Michigan State's, I think you'd normally say they're pretty good. They're like a, they go up and down. They go up and down above average to a little bit below average. You know, they kind of fluctuate. Yep. But Nebraska seemingly plays them well that's my and i don't know why we usually do though so um my gut says i want to go with nebraska because we usually play them well but i'm i'm also this is where i'm trying not to reverse engineer but i am a little bit like I, w there's no way we're winning this many games so like 
You're basically it's a road game. I, I just, if it's a coin flip this time, I got to go away from Nebraska. We're on the road. It, it just, we, I just don't see us winning going on these, like you're so right. Streaks. You're I just so, can't see it. It's, it's kind of my line of thinking of just like, and this isn't a great analysis of the Michigan state game, but there's this feeling of like, th- there's gotta be some losses. And, and, our offense is just not good enough. And, and, and there's too many unknowns. Too, yeah. There's too many unknowns to say Nebraska is going to win this game, that game, this game, that game. It's just like th- this was a casualty of of they can't win that many games. You know this what I mean? Like that school of, of thought. Of depth and of overall talent. If you lack o- a certain amount of overall talent and depth, like – it just isn't going to happen. Like it's just not that easy to win. Cause it means like everything has to go right all the time. And we know that doesn't happen. So I just think in the, like some of these, we just have to go be realistic. Like, look, we are going to run into some issues. It, and you're right. For whatever reason, Nebraska has right? like, played Michigan state well over the years. So, but I'm, I'm with you. This is just kind of a casualty of like the, the numbers game of like getting to a, a win loss record that, that is feasible. Yeah, are they going to go on a four-game win streak? Like, you know, like that would that for me would have been a four-game win streak with a you know I'm just like yeah it's like in, uh, in the let's... Big Ten I'm like I go I just think that's not that's getting too it's wishful thinking that's yeah. out of touch with like look what this team is look where look what our you said it O line D line quarterback uncertainty like it's hard to then say let's just four game win streak four you know it's like yeah. that's a lot that's a lot so i'm i i got a loss there maryland this is another this is a, a tough game to size up in that nebraska i other than indiana i'd have to say maryland is the team they've played the least since joining the big 10 yeah. there's but they haven't played them a lot maryland had a pretty good year last year they went 8 and 5 uh they got Tua's brother at quarterback who's a pretty good player he's throw he threw for 3,800 yards, 26 touchdowns, 69% completion percentage a year ago. You could make a case that he's going to be one of the three best quarterbacks Nebraska sees all year. So it'll test Nebraska's secondary. I, but I heard Sam McEwen say it. I can't remember what – I'm botching the number. So I'm not going to try. But he he gave Maryland's record in November, and it's atrocious. Yeah. They've really struggled. Nebraska's at home. I'm going to give Nebraska the nod here and say they win this game. Where are you at? I'm going to go against us, and it's it's a little bit of the numbers game. I actually think this is a, a coin flip with us at home uh, that I would normally I would normally fall our way, but I'm trying to learn. Like I've said, I'm trying to learn that we have to prove that we can win uh, the games we're supposed to win, and I just don't think we are. Like we haven't proven that yet, so. I think Tua's Tua's little brother is a dynamic enough player that like I tell this defense proves it to me. I was like, when they got a guy that I'm going, eh, like I'm gonna go, I'm gonna take Maryland um in this one. I almost pick Maryland too. Yeah. Uh, but I'll pick Nebraska. Final two games of the year at Wisconsin at Iowa. So Saturday, November 19th, Camp Randall, uh Again, Nebraska should have beat Wisconsin last year. They lost 15 to 14. Another one of those, like, what the hell happened? Uh, but we've been over this. I think Wisconsin is 
easily the most fascinating team in the Big Ten this year. That's I mean, right. I'm, I'm so fast. Right. There is there is major 2004 Nebraska vibes with Wisconsin where they're a total change of the blueprint, identity, and philosophy. We all know what they were. Big-ass offensive linemen, huddle up, run the ball, huddle up, run the ball, huddle up, play action, hit the tight end, huddle up, run. I mean, it was like that's what they did. Now they're going to an air raid offense with the North Carolina offensive coordinator coming in. They do have Luke Fickle, who they hired. Fickle's really good, and he's a good defensive guy. So we'll see. But man, I mean, you were you were on the 04 team, like that's a. I mean, when you are just completely changing things, that's hard. Fickle is going to have some growing pains. Um, I think what's going to benefit him though is Wisconsin's had such a steady program that I think he doesn't have to really change the culture right. dramatic. I think what's hard is like, if you have a place that the culture True. has gotten into the dumps, that's going to be a harder, that's a harder, longer slog. I mean, Wisconsin's got pretty good culture. So I think fickle is a good coach. They're going to change the system, but not necessarily like shape up the culture. I mean, I think they've got decent enough culture that, if the system is going to fit their talent, um, they should be all right. I and well, I, I, and that's why I'm going to go with Wisconsin in this thing. It's it's I at am too. Wisconsin. I think they like I said, Fickle's a good enough coach that I, I need to see more from us more than I need to see more. I think I Wisconsin their base right now is a little bit stronger than ours, just in terms of oh for sure and talent for sure. That's an understatement. I mean they they return. Eight starters on defense. Mm -hmm. Fickle is a good, a good head coach, and they have Braylon Allen. Like so, they have more. They have way more known commodities, even in the midst of their their changes. Uh, I think they're going to be good defensively. I think when you know what hits the fan, they could just hand the ball to Braylon Allen that's, and that's go get fun. four yards. Yeah. So this feels like a loss, and I'm going to pick Wisconsin. So I got an L. Okay, I'm with you. Which brings us to our final game. Black Friday, November 24th, Lincoln, Nebraska, Iowa, Hawkeyes, Nebraska, Cornhuskers. Nebraska beat Iowa last year. Um, what's what's amazing about with when you when you think about well, let me go, let me don't get I'm not gonna get ahead of myself here. With Iowa, we know what they are, defense, special teams. They're gonna be great in both those areas. They do have a big time player to replace in Jack Campbell at, at linebacker. Uh the big question is Cade McNamara at, at quarterback, the Michigan transfer. I think he's good. I don't think he's great. Uh, but if they would have had like even just okay quarterback play, they would have won the Big Ten West and been really good. Yeah. I I have I'm having a hard I squirmed on this game a lot to okay. me. Well, let's let's take an analysis. Where are we right now? So I am so I'm at I'm at uh, six and five. And I am at six and five. Yeah. Well. So we're the okay, so we're at the oh, same. Wow. I am at six and five. You're at six and five. The way we arrived there is different. I went homer early, you went homer later. I had I had Nebraska beating Maryland and you had them. Losing, losing Maryland, to Maryland. I had, I had them losing Illinois. to losing Illinois, beating Illinois for yes, you. Yes. Yes. So we're both at six and five. Here's here was here was my thought with this game. I think if, and it, it I guess it's a big if, if Nebraska would have had a brain and some poise, there's a version of 
the past four years where Nebraska's three and one against Iowa. Exactly. 2019, 2021, and 20, and they won in 2022. Yeah. So even in the, I guess for me, I'm like, if rule can provide more of a, of, of a brains, holistic CEO, manage it type thing. Yeah. And there's just a little bit more poise. I like Nebraska to win this game and I can't believe I'm going to do it, what? but I'm picking them to, you're I'm the pick, Homer. I am picking the Homer. I have made fun of people all the time saying like, I think I even had a line to people like gun to your head sick. If they set the line at six, you got to pick, you got to bet your house on the over the under, you have to pick the under, but I apparently am like going against it. You're the Homer today. So if you're going to be the Homer, then I have to be the anti-Homer. Okay. First so time you're in my life. L here. This is good. This might, this is another way. Maybe to, this is a way to, this is how we it. reverse the curse. This is, yes. We're going to reverse this curse. I'm going to take the L here for the sake, for the state of Nebraska. I'm going to give us the Look L at that. because it might help us win because we're going to reverse it. We're 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 flipping it. We're finally. flipping it. We're flipping it around. I'm just I usually go too off too off the deep end with my my homer homerisms, but um, I I, tell I you mean what. it's that's the part that's hard is we have just pissed it away against them. Even though like you'd say they're probably going into those games, it's like oh I was the better team that year. We play them and we're like eh. it it always feels kind of similar. Like we're kind of always even with them. I mean Nebraska. Let, let's be honest. The last Two years, Nebraska went to Iowa City last year and kind of kicked Iowa's ass. Yeah, and then the year before that, they were up twenty to six halfway through the third quarter. And and again, like we can't play this this game where like then then we explain away the vomiting and pooping of your pants for a quarter and a half. But at the same time, we were up we got up the, that much twenty to six. That's that with that's, with their. Yeah, with Logan Smothers, God, so I, it is hard. As I did, so so to to land the plane. You're six and six. I'm seven and five. The schedule's not crazy. Not that hard, Nick. If this is the twenty one team, I mean, I'm calling for eight nine wins easy. I mean, because I mean, I, I look at everything, but. I mean, even Wisconsin's winnable. I look, at Michigan, I look at Michigan and I'd go every other team, every other game is very winnable. Well, think about this, Bo. Uh, years past, your tough non-con game was Oklahoma. Yeah. Your tough non-con game this year is Colorado. Same. And you, you're you not playing Ohio State. You're not playing Penn State. Your crossovers are relatively manageable in Michigan State, Maryland. And you do play Michigan, who's the best team in the Big Ten uh, right now. But I just, when I was doing this, I'm like, man, you, you can get to seven or eight wins. Yeah. And I'm not even, I'm not even like that high on Nebraska. That's what I'm saying. That, that's the, the part that's so tricky is Wisconsin and Iowa are solid, but they're not like head and shoulders unbelievable this year. They're like, they look kind of like a a B version of their best selves or something. You know, like Wisconsin's undergoing major changes. Iowa, Nebraska's the, played played tough. Yeah, and they came off their maybe the worst offensive season we've ever seen. Yes, they were know? historically bad. Purdue's got a new head coach. Illinois lost their defensive coordinator. Northwestern's a train wreck. Uh yeah. Minnesota loses their all-time leading rusher and it's and not their like coordinator. and they're and, and, and a coordinator. Right. So like 
you just kind of go down the line and other than the Michigan game, there's no game. And honestly, I'd say the Michigan and the Minnesota game are the two games where I kind of like start where I'm like, it's hard for me to, to think they're going to win this game. Right. But every other game I'm like, it's not great. I don't, I don't have to get too, I don't have to do too many mental gymnastics to get myself to where it's like fourth quarter is 20 to 17 and it's close. And I don't know. This is, it's kind of unfortunate that Nebraska is not, um, is not at a state where it's like, Hey, this is it, our, this is our best team in years this year, because this would be a year where we could, we could go win the West. Right. And we'd, we'd be playing the big 10 title game and, and at least you got a shot, you know, maybe, but you know what I'm saying? Like at least Agreed. you're on the stage, you're on the big stage, you're playing for titles. This would be the year that if you've got, you know, for a Nebraska, a, a pretty good Nebraska team, we really would have a great chance. And that's just, it's unfortunate that we, this is a rebuild year, you know, I know. So there you go. Seven and five for you, boy. I did. We talked, I went into it wanting to get to six wins. I was like, I, 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 I want to get to six and six. And I just found myself feeling like the the games that, to me, the, the Maryland and the Michigan State game are going to, I think, are going to really, like how they do in those two games. The Maryland game, the Michigan State game feel like pretty big games for getting to six, seven wins or not. Uh, They're not getting six wins, I'd say, if they don't beat uh, one of those two teams. I did, but but to even though that's how I did, I did mine, they did without it. But well, but I mean, well, Mar- Maryland, Michigan, I had them beating. Wait, well, I had them losing to Maryland, but beating Illinois. So I had them beating Illinois. Yeah. Ugh, I, I just think those that four game stretch, man. Really look at it. That yeah. four game stretch after the North bye. after the bye, Northwestern, Purdue at Michigan State, Maryland at home. So if Nebraska wonderful. goes three and one in those four games, hell, it, there's a world where they could go four and zero. Oh. Now you're talking about something, but let's also live in reality where there's a world where they are, they go one and three, Yeah, you know, they could lose to, they could beat Northwestern and lose to Purdue, Maryland and Michigan state. So I don't know. The, the schedule is not that hard. There's a and lot Nick, of change in the big 10. Nick, if we, if we, I mean, the Minnesota game, we're betting again, you should bet against us. But it's winnable. It's a winnable game. I mean, this isn't like the powerhouse Minnesota team. Like, who they got? Who scares you? You're like, uh, you know, it's like they're okay. Yeah, big linemen, well coached. They're gonna run the football, but they're beatable. So I mean, the part that's so tricky about the season is we've been pointing at that game, and if they win that game, dude, this season's for the taking because so, it's it is like I had it. No, you're. I, I had a take, and we talked about this on like you know what games. Remember we talked about what game strikes you is the most important, and we both yeah. talked about Minnesota. And we've fallen victim to this narrative in the years past of putting maybe too much emphasis on the Illinois game in 2021. And when that didn't go well, it kind of felt like everybody, you know, freaked out, probably deservedly so. But nevertheless, a lot of it was what you built that game up to be. Same thing then with Northwestern and Dublin. You built that game up to be the Super Bowl. Nebraska doesn't win it. All hell is breaking loose. But it's 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 crazy when you stop and think about the past. Like seven or eight years. The season has kind of been shaped. I had this whole take on my last pod, how the season has kind of been shaped in the first three games of the year. Yeah. 
Like you even go back to Riley year one, Hail Mary, BYU. Oh yeah, that's right. 2016. What what game was the Oregon game? It would have been game was that three. game three? Yeah, and we won. And you home. and won. And, and you, you were having a good oh, time. Oh, we had a great had a great time. That was as fun. Lincoln after that game was very, very fun. That was the third game of the year. Yep. So th- then you keep on going. 2017 Nebraska went to Oregon got their shit kicked in in the first in the first half and then the the next week they lost to Northern Illinois yeah I still remember do you remember Nebraska marched down the field and Tanner Lee threw a swing pass at the goal line oh my god yeah and it was like one of those moments where there's been a bajillion of them over the past decade where it was like the second that pick six happened you were like Nebraska's losing this you game. You almost went, Mike Riley's going to be fired pretty yes, soon. Like, yeah. You could feel that. It was yes. like, Riley's on his way out. Oh, Nebraska's losing this game, and Riley's done. And so, but just do that. You, you look at it. Colorado, year one of uh, Colorado. Like, yeah. that game doesn't go well. Then the Troy game doesn't go well. Season's over. Like, you just kind of, and so I, 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 brought, I made that point to say, like, yeah, it's a long season, but at the same time, history has told us, like, the first three, four weeks of the season shape the thing. Yeah, it's like it, the, the first three weeks of the season has been like a Netflix trailer. You're going to see the whole movie. <laughs> you know everything that happens in that movie from the trailer. I've never met a person that's more anti-trailer than Bo Rude. But have you seen the Netflix trailers? There's too much info? It's the whole movie. Really? It's like, Netflix hey, is like, they're, they're giving away too much? It's like, especially the Netflix movies. So my wife made me watch some terrible, like, kind of a rom-com. And I watched <laughs> I watched the preview, right? And you felt like you had the movie? It was, like, the beginning, like, important meat scenes. Oh, I can't believe we have to do this crazy thing. And he's like, uh. And it, like, showed the, like, ending. St- like, it was, like, showing the whole movie. So, like, all the best parts were already shown. So, like, when you got the movie, you're like, they already showed this. Like, what's new? What's what's like? What I didn't. Did you say? I didn't know. I didn't know this. I like this take though. So Netflix trailers give too much information. They it's like they tell the whole movie. Like yeah, it's, it's you should preview like oh oh there's a little something. Are you interested? Now you get to watch. They're like here's the movie, so you know everything's gonna happen. Now do you want to spend your time watching the thing you already know that's gonna happen? <laughs> drives me, drives me crazy. We gotta wrap up this pod. All right, but hold on. I got gripes. I I love I love here. Sometimes. You know, no, you know what I love? I love what I love about you and our friends. I love when people have passionate stances on very inconsequential things. Like that's one of my favorite things is just to be like vehemently entrenched and willing to die on a hill that is like, really? Oh, like a, a preview <laughs> that gives away too much is like, it's, but, a, but crime. I say, it's a crime against but humanity. But you've always been... Like you, if you know a movie's coming out and the trailer, oh, yeah. you will like. I've been with you where you will like cover your eyes or not want it. You you're like, don't oh, tell me, I don't want to hear, I don't want well, it. It's only getting worse though. Like I've been that way when it was like you were like eleven. Yeah, you're like you just don't want to know too much. Uh, they show too much. One of the best previews I ever saw was with you. We saw the girl with the dragon tattoo preview. Do you remember it? Like, oh yeah, we great were- great preview though because it was like I don't think there was any dialogue. It was intense music. And it was like just 
little yeah. quick scenes and all that. Like, and me like and you flash, look at each other. It was like flashes. Flash, and me and you look at each other like, holy shit. Because a flash is good because you're like, I don't know what I just saw. <laughs> but I want to go see what that was. So basically, <laughs> the first three games of the year, a Netflix trailer for a Netflix. It's going to be a Netflix trailer. Yeah. If you watch the first three, game, the three right. games, we'll like know that. what's about to happen. I like that. So, okay. We'll wrap it up. Seven and five for me. Good God. Seven the and Homer. five. The Homer. Nick Ba. I am wearing a red shirt, so I guess it's par for the course here. Um, six and six for Bo. Bowling. Either way, going bowling. We're going I feel, bowling. I feel pretty good about them going bowling, I guess. We're going bowling. A Heard at Sports Network production.